0: We are back here with First Lady and Friends, and we have a special episode today, a pre-Christmas. And we all know that pre-Christmas means anniversary. So Spencer and I have been married 26 years today on the 21st of December. So I thought it would be really fun to bring in some guests, an anniversary Pod, if you will, uh, throw back to our Cox and Friends podcast pals. Uh, we've got uh, Spencer J. Cox here. We've got Owen Fuller, Kirsten Rapley, John Cox, and we are missing Spencer Hall, sadly. But welcome to the show, guys.
1: Well, oh, it's great to be here. This episode of Cox and Friends is brought to you by <laughs> Christmas. That's right, Christmas. It's the podcast you didn't know you needed and probably don't. It's good to be back. Uh, it's been a while. But well, you still the, got it. It still rolls off the tongue, <laughs> doesn't it? The hits are still here. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sad that SRH is not with us. For you longtime listeners of the podcast, both of you, uh, this will be a really special treat. We're glad to have the, the gang back together.
2: And I want to get into the anniversary content as quickly as we can. Uh, these two are looking very, uh, you know, starry eyed here as they
1: reminisce on the last twenty six years. So we got a lot to talk about. Well, well, we do. Uh, but I think most importantly, we should note um, there there are five of us and uh, we have three microphones. And if you're doing the math, that means that everybody's favorite John Cox gets his own microphone, and he's never
3: been more excited. I I do have prepared some good uh, winter solstice content. I don't know if now's an appropriate time to kind of dig in or we can wait. Always appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so the the winter solstice, I'll just say this, and I'll leave the other stuff that I do have prepared. But the winter solstice is today, but it's actually not a day. It's it's a moment in time uh, during that day. So during our pod today, we will actually experience uh, at 2.48 p.m., the exact moment that the earth starts tilting the other direction. So I'm kind of excited to experience that together with the pod crew. I've kind of felt it starting to lean in here. I (laughs) thought we had
2: to
1: be close. (laughs) Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I I will say, look, if if you're going to get married and – most parents aren't excited about you getting married right before Christmas. Not not an ideal time. However, uh, the winter solstice—it's a great time. It's easy to remember, right? You don't have to because everybody you're thinking about is it, getting close to Christmas. Oh, it's the it's the longest night of the year. Just going to throw that out there. Great. Great, great time. I, I don't know. Uh, this, is a, this is a kid friend, family friendly podcast, but we'll just we'll just throw that out there. And uh, it's, it's been great. It's been a, a great chance for us to uh, to break away. We just we went down to Mexico for three days. Really quick trip just over the weekend. And uh, that, it was kind of fun. So what's fun is you, you're flying back from Mexico and everybody's flying down to Mexico. Uh, it's it's that time of year. Everybody's trying to get away. Uh, and uh, and here we are back with with our friends. But it, it was a really nice little little vacation.
2: Well, you guys are looking like you got plenty of sun, and um, since we didn't really plan out exactly the order of what we're talking about besides the winter solstice, I want to get into some... um marriage content as well, because I actually had the chance a while back uh, to hang out with some of the Palmer family. Uh, (laughs) These are Abby's sisters in particular, and we had a lot of time. We were at an event where we had some jobs to do, but honestly, they weren't very taxing. And so we were just shooting the breeze, and I got such good info about young Abby and Spencer dating. And the, my favorite part is... They,
0: they like to make stuff up, so... Uh, well, I mean,
2: they <laughs> had do the best, ample yeah. opportunity and they went for it. And one thing that they said is that they thought that they loved when Spencer would come around because Abby was so much nicer. <laughs> that's what they would say. He had this effect of making Abby or absolute nicest, and so they were team Spencer from the start. What's the backstory there? What's going on?
1: Gives the beat. I,
0: I was always nice. I don't know what they're talking about.
1: That's <laughs> okay. That's who hang I, am. <laughs> I mean, in Abby's defense, there were ten kids, eight girls, two boys. One, uh, one bathroom. One for the bathroom girls. for most of the time. Yeah. Wow. So eight eight girls, one bathroom. Seven sisters. So you know, at times tension would run high, obviously, but you 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 want to put on your, your, your best. Face for uh, for your significant other, and we just we just had a great time. We we had a lot of fun. It was always fun to hang out with the Palmer girls. The the two brothers were number one and three, so they were older. Uh, they were and, out in the and house. Not as much fun. No, no, no I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> yeah. Al- always as much fun, but but out on the Palmer <laughs> Ranch, uh, when I got there, basically it was uh, the charity was kind of still around, so there were it was just six girls, seven girls, seven girls still hanging around when, when I got wow. there. So it was, wow. it was a lot of fun. Uh, a, a lot of hijinks. Um, uh, they were, <laughs> was there a lot of watching? Like, you know, when you were
2: dropping Abby, oh, off, yeah. was everyone, you know, hanging by the windows for well, the front row seat and all the, that.
0: The fun part is that we lived, um, two and a half miles out of town. So it wasn't like boyfriends or guys that we liked or that liked us could like, just do a drive by. I mean, we all saw you, you had to coming. Put it, in work. it was a dirt road, so you could see the cloud of dust uh coming as as, you know, a car came up came up the road, the dog would bark, we'd all know somebody was coming. So it wasn't like a little sneaky thing that you could do. And uh so yeah, we we knew when they were coming. But it was we we like to play jokes on people's Significant other love interests and whatnot. And so it was, yeah, it was great fun. Yeah, I have to
1: say, I, I mean, like, that's, y, y, it was a little bit of a tell, or, I, I mean, it was work. So there, there was one guy that, that Abby. <laughs> that's like how you describe Corsair? it was work. I, well, no, there was, there was one guy Some that Abby putting like, in work. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Who was, who, who said, hey, can, can we just meet at the Maverick before we go on a <laughs> date? Adventures for stop? <laughs> and, and that's, that's when you knew, that's when you knew that this was, uh, uh, that that was not gonna that was not gonna happen that that was not a relationship worth pursuing, so our joke was always, hey, sh- should we meet at the maverick?
0: No, this is a true story that happened. Some guy did that, and me and my sisters were like, Yeah, we're out on him, like that's crap, like he didn't want to make the two and a half mile drive up the up the hill to to our house, so we're like, yeah that's that's not cool so when Spencer asked me out one time I said. Jokingly, because it was just part of our, you know, what we did with me and my sisters. I'm like, well, we should just meet at the Maverick. And he thought I was serious. And he was waiting at the Maverick for me.
1: <laughs> I mean, it does make sense in his defense. <laughs> Look, I would do anything she asked me to do. And uh, she she's, she's just making stuff up. I never waited for the Maverick at it. Well, what's
2: great is I'm like judging these guys for saying meeting at the Maverick, but I'm remembering, you know, this terrible thing. I feel bad to confess it, but. Um, I grew up in Alaska, and my summer after my senior year, we met these uh, girls who were working at Denali National Park, which was like two and a half hours away. And they said that they wanted to hang out. And in our minds, I was like, you know, that was like driving to like New York. So. <laughs> We said, yeah, we'd love to hang out. And I still feel bad about this every time I think about it. We said, if you could just hitchhike in to the Fred Meyer, we'd love to pick you up there. And we did. We Aww. had great times. Aww. But I look back and I think that was definitely uh, like, you know, meet at the Maverick sort of thing. No. So, so were you more side. embarrassed
3: about the asking them to hitchhike or the fact that you're meeting at Fred Meyer? Oh <laughs>
2: <Like, laughs> uh, No, you know, in Fairbanks,
1: Alaska, Fred Meyer's is where it's at. That's okay, gotcha. absolutely like, you know, first class. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Fairbanks, I was like 40 below right there, right yeah, now. That's right. Forty Winter below solstice is tough up in Fairbanks, yeah. right? Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I just <laughs> thinking <want Speaking laughs> of work. Yes. John to start singing like in the bleak midwinter or something, or <laughs> quoting some Robert Frost poems <laughs> <laughs> as, as we're moving forward. That's right. Hey, so,
2: uh, so uh, we need a little bit more, though, of the chronology there. So you guys met in high school, right? And you were, were like, how good of friends were you before you started dating?
0: So we met in high school. The the story goes that I we had the same piano teacher, uh Doreen Kerr. Miss Doreen Kerr that John knew well. Did you didn't did your family take from I, her?
3: I took piano you lessons from for one year. Yeah, she's in uh, lived in Ephraim. Yeah. So you guys would have had to commute. We had
0: a little bit of a drive. Yeah. I there was a deer hit at some point. Just <laughs> bounced right <laughs> off that big old suburban. I just kept going. Nice. So <laughs> that's how we roll. And so we had the same piano teacher. He was needing to switch Lessons and uh, Miss Kerr said, "Well, you know, Abby Palmer has the has the spot you need. Ask her." So he came up to me at school.
2: Did, did Miss Kerr have an inkling? Was she like, "Hey, well, you know, a <laughs> little sense, like, well, and maybe you should stop by and ask her in person?" You know, was there any of that? She was so of?
0: great. She she was unmarried until she was in her late seventies. So at this time, she was single. Had wow. had not ever been married. She married a guy in her seventies that she met at the Mountai Temple, and they were married for I don't know
2: another seventy years. Wouldn't ah, that be the best? Yeah, <laughs> yeah?
0: I was gonna say I don't know. She passed away recently. She's no, a, she's I'm a great sure lady. Uh, <laughs> she uh, <laughs> she anyway she uh, they he came up to me. I'd never really talked to him. I kind of knew a little bit who he was because it's a small town and. We'd gone to middle school together and the first part of high school together, so we were.
2: What was your sense? What was your sense of the young? Oh, yeah, like SJC. I don't. Yeah.
0: I don't really remember other than like he's rolling his eyes so bad. He's like, like yeah, of course you <laughs> have first That impression. had a hair. It <laughs> he was, was amazing. I love. He the hair. actually did have good hair. <laughs> he had. Uh, he was. He was. Really smart. That's all I knew. He was like really, really a smart kid. Um. And his friends were kind of goofy. And uh, and so, we anyway, he asked me. I said, sure. We, no biggie. We, we switched. And then it was kind of towards the end of that year, like, our friends and his friends started to become friends. And we started hanging out. And then at one point, I was dating a kid. And I was, like, ready to bail on this, this kid because he was really getting getting on my nerves. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I uh You're I won't. reminding me of your daughter so much. Right <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. This is right.
2: That's the thing. This is Emma Kate. Emma Kate. This 16. is Emma Kate right now. Yep.
0: So I I actually we went to a ball game together. His friends and my friends ended up in Gunnison at at a North Pete Gunnison High School basketball game and Spencer and I sat on the bleachers and chatted and had a grand time. We had so much fun. And we kinda messed around at the, the little Dairy Queen type place. Just
2: to clarify, when you <laughs> not that you kind know, of how messed, how messed how around. Messed around. Just <laughs> wanted for the record. <laughs> not that
0: kind of messed around. He wishes no. <laughs> we- <laughs> He's like backing away from the mic. We okay, desperately
1: we need more microphones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely dominating. You want to
0: finish the story? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> we were but when you're in a small town. You you just do things that are fun and you don't, you're just, yeah, you get in trouble, but it's, it's good trouble. So we were hanging around and, um, we just had a, had a great time that night. And I just thought like, I think I like this kid. And, and so then we, I broke up with the boyfriend shortly thereafter and
1: and, and the rest, as I say, is history. <laughs> is. No, no, no. This no. is I really so what uncomfortable. You're
0: crushed about. Like, I don't.
4: I've been friends yeah, I, with you guys for a long time, and I've never yeah. heard the answer to this. When did you? Like, what, what? was that like? Well,
1: so so I immediately thought, wow, she's she's great. Um, At she's the piano very, very Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I'm like, wow, she's she's really cute. And uh, and then we started hanging out again. Just became really close friends. And uh, and then um, we we actually went to junior prom. Um, to, to her junior prom. By this time, I was a senior. She was a junior. Asked her to her junior prom. We had a great time. And uh, then, you know, I got a little nervous. You took some great photos at that we, junior prom. We did prom. take some yeah. great... <laughs> those those photos yeah. have made the rounds. Yeah. We, we talked about junior prom. We, we've only got two minutes to break, so I probably can't tell the whole story. But um, the, I, I decided I should date people and dated... Uh, not her. Um, and My best friend. Yeah, so it wasn't great. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There were enough mics for that coming, weren't there? But, uh, but, the, but then um, shortly after graduation, I realized that, uh, yeah, that there was only one person I, I, I really loved.
0: After I told him, um, figure this out or I'm out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I figured it out, and uh, started. Uh, we started dating. I guess you would say more exclusively. I, I had a year before my mission, so I went down to Snow College. She was a senior at North Sanpete. We dated for that year, um, then then left for two years, and came back. And she had a boyfriend, and we've we've told that story on past pods before. But eventually, uh, she she decided that, the day. that I was the one, and uh, we got married 26 years ago, and we are currently. In the middle of living happily ever after, so it's uh, it's been it's been pretty awesome. I know this is the, this is the material that people are longing for. People want to hear love stories, and ours is is one of the lasting ones.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a great twenty six years for kids. Um, we had kids. We got married pretty young. We had kids when we were fairly young, and so we've always had this plan that we are gonna you know when the kids are gone, we have. We are gonna do all our adventures post children instead of pre children and marriage. So it'll it'll we're waiting for a great adventure. Yeah, we
2: can't so. wait to see.
1: <laughs> Neither can I <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back. We are here, First Lady and friends, uh, and it's the uh, it's the Cox and Friends crew. We we are our, our shout out to uh, our good friend Spencer Hall. He didn't die or anything. He's uh, he's actually just uh, on a little trip. He had a birthday. He's in Mexico. He's in celebrating life.
3: summer solstice. <laughs> yes, he is. actually, probably I, not. I've, probably
1: not. I don't I'm think not good you, on I the don't equator think that's thing. How that works. Okay, guys. <laughs> he literally lived in Mexico for two years, John. <laughs> Sorry. I think you can right. handle that equator <laughs> stuff. Just just lost the uh, the, the natural. Crew out there who's, who's <laughs> listening, but um, we uh, we were so fun. We had to catch up with the rest of the crew. So, so, so Kirsten, I know you make regular appearances on here, but uh, yeah, yeah you, pretty
4: much. So, I, like we have the good, same. Your power. family's good. Yeah, what are you
1: doing for Christmas? Christmas traditions? Just
4: surviving at this. No, just kidding. We uh, are having a great Christmas. I have my first like. Blood niece coming. Is that like a phrase? Sure. I don't know. My sister's having a baby. It's we the first time I've had. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> I have nieces and nephews on the other side and I love them dearly. But it, there's kind of this excitement in our family this year it to the point where uh, my Christmas year or my whole theme this year for my house is just that she's having a baby. It sort of started as a joke. Then I was hosting a shower for her. And decided to make my Christmas tree a baby theme. And then at some point it was like too late to back out. And I just sort of embarrassingly doubled down (laughs) and bought all this pink Christmas stuff. And so my house looks like a baby shower threw up all over it. And it's just staying like that. And um, my birthday is 10 days after Christmas. And... Every year, I'm pretty insistent that the Christmas tree doesn't go down until the day after my birthday. It's just kind of how I've always t- t- done t- it. Right.
1: The, the, the Christmas birthdays are tough. I have oh, a brother just before Christmas, sister just after mm-hmm. Christmas. I always feel bad for the kind of the the, Christmas. The anniversary
3: birthday. around Christmas, though, is not... Similarly difficult.
1: Uh, it's it's pretty great. I, I mean, it's difficult just from a, 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 i guess an economic standpoint that you know you're always like wow we've got birthdays and Christmas and anniversary you kind of have to plan for. But it is nice because usually you have a little time off so you can you can Spend just call going. that hey for Christmas we'll celebrate our. Anniversary. I feel like it's I'm
4: great. sort of getting to that phase too with my birthday. Growing up, it was hard, but now it's like okay, wonderful spouse. I guess it's Christmas and my birthday. I. All I want for both of those things is a $2,000 trip. You know, like that's all. Really awesome. Like only one present. Let's just combine them. And so, yeah, it works out a little bit better as an adult for
1: sure. I think that's smart. I think that's wise. And we're so happy for your sister. Thank you. Great stuff. Yeah. 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 When's the baby due? Uh,
4: End of January. Nice. Yeah. Feeling good. Hope it comes on the 26th. I know. She's actually going to be real close. (laughs) We'll, We'll see.
1: Okay, there, there you go. Somebody's birthday on the 26th. I have to remember that one. Um, <laughs> Owen Fuller. Uh, tech time with, with Owen Fuller. What, what's up in your life now? You've got, you've got two kids. Uh, your, your company's thriving. You've got like irons in the fire everywhere. It's uh, t- tech time with Owen. What's happening?
2: Well, it's been a really <clears throat> fun run since we last were together with uh, Cox and friends. Like you said, our, our company which I think back then was called Lucid Press is now called Mark MARQ. We love that. Uh, it's, the business is growing and you know, there's been tons of layoffs in the tech realm and right here in Utah we've been seeing that. So it's kind of this, you know, macroeconomic uncertainty that's um, rearing its head for people, but uh, there's still a lot of optimism and we're we're really feeling excited and fortunate that with how it worked for us with the funding we got and the growth growth we've had and the you know knock on wood how it's going in and, and and all of those areas that we're in good shape and so we're looking forward to a chance to grow um, during the upcoming year and and um you know the the market is changing a lot with uh, a lot of talent that's out there and so uh, just just a, a dynamic time and of course we're thinking about a lot of people who you know, did get the tough news that they were laid off um, going into the holidays. And uh, everyone's rallying in a great way to try to help them. There's there's a, a website that um, some people actually work together to build. It's it's now One, the number one, utah.com, oneutah.com. So if you know somebody who has been impacted by that and they're looking for work, that's a great place to go. And there's a, a lot of companies that are uh, promoting their open, open positions. And, again, there's still just a ton of opportunity with – Uh, many companies in our area and in our space hiring. So that's going on. I know John's eager to talk about the crypto winter and the crypto...
1: crypto, crypto winner Saldos, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a rough go for our, our crypto friends. And uh, we we used to have these debates. Uh, fortunately, you know we didn't have a podcast probably over the past few months. But certainly our
3: personal conversations and text threads have been uh, have been really fun. <laughs> I just <laughs> whenever I, it gets brought up, I mostly send lots of texts with the uh, music video from the Dashboard conventional song uh, "Vindicated," and so <laughs> that that plays really well. It, th- this is all very. True, John has been a little insufferable with the uh, with the
1: crypto crash. It's it's been uh, it's been really entertaining, and, and we're here for it. He's riding high on the
2: hog, but um, the funny thing is, is all that being said. I, I have good information that John was one of the main buyers of the Trump NFTs that recently dropped.
3: So yeah, I, know, no, I got, I got in early on those yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, what's funny is that would not surprise me, but uh, the, he would buy them as like
3: white elephant <laughs> yeah, gifts yeah, has, for us. Yeah, be, yes. that's right. <laughs> I'm always the contrarian. So I'm looking to zag whenever I can. So, yeah. And it's worked well. It's it worked has. well,
2: uh, but I am excited for the holidays. We have, um, Great holiday traditions that, you know, I'm really excited to get into with uh, our family. So I grew up not unlike the Palmers, but the Bizarro Palmers with all these boys. So we had 10 boys and one girl. And uh, the big tradition was that you couldn't start opening presents until every single one of the siblings had finished eating their breakfast. And so, of course, it's the youngest – The game was the brothers took the absolute maximum time you ever could to eat. So that's what I think of every Christmas morning (laughs) is me literally hanging on my brother's arms and trying to get them out of the kitchen so we could open presents. But with only two kids, it's not so bad. But that's my job now to slow up the breakfast. And I can't wait to see those little boys on Christmas morning.
1: Uh, it's it's going to be great. It, it's too bad the Fullers and the Palmers didn't get to get to know each other a little sooner. We could have at
2: least had two or three uh, matches. It, it feels think, like there's right?
1: literally a musical about that. You know, <laughs> right. Eight brides for 11 brothers or something. I don't know. I can't remember what it was called, but I think that was pretty close. Uh,
2: short end of the stick for a few of those brides who don't get a brother, right? <laughs> that, but, that's true. But that that that's is fine. true. Yeah. So, uh,
1: and last but certainly not least, uh, John Cox. John, uh, if, if, if we've had your daughters on here before. They're growing up. It's okay. crazy. They reasons. are, yeah. But what's happening in your life?
3: Uh, well, so my, my oldest is now a freshman in high school, so that's uh, that's a little transition to to be a parent of a high schooler. Uh, she is is doing wonderful uh, on her own. Just decided to get into wrestling, so that's kind of like most of our life now is is wrestling events. These um, videos are so good, John. I mean, they light up our thread when Perry gets in there and just takes care intense. of business. She's intense, and yeah. uh, you know, like. She came back after her last meet and said, Dad, yes, yeah, seven of the kids got bloody noses today in our match and it's like, Oh wow, like is this and, she, and she's like, I caused six yeah, of them. Well she did cause one <laughs> because they had to have like a little a little break to to clean that up. But uh anyhow, it's just like you don't get to control what your kids love, you know. And uh, so I'm trying to learn about wrestling rules. Um, you know, last last match I went to, you're,
2: you're looking for loopholes. Let's be honest. I, 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 learning I about the rules. Well, <laughs> one of the one
3: of the the coaches from the other team was like yelling out in the middle of the match, "Chicken wing, chicken wing," and it's like I don't know what that means. Is that like a good thing or a bad thing? So I've been looking up the rule book a lot, trying to work the ref a little bit. Uh, I still don't entirely know how scoring works. <laughs> but, but you've been yelling "chicken wing" yourself
2: now yes. for good measure. Right? Yes, exactly don't want to be a step behind any parent
1: whatever they're saying our text threads on wrestling rules uh, it's something i did not expect uh, at, at
3: this this time of year but it's been so much fun it really is great yeah i don't get as many responses on those texts as uh, as i would hope for but that's okay it's it's kind of a me thing not a you thing but uh the other kids are doing great i uh, got a got a seventh grader uh just loving loving life doing great she's the congresswoman the seventh grade congresswoman in her school and uh, and then my third, how involved were you in that campaign? I want to know. So the worst thing is Johnny. I tried to help my other kid run for student body president, and I had the whole thing planned out, and they didn't win. And then this kid just did it on her own and won. So again, moral of the story: like, don't get too involved. Less in is your, more. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then my last kid, she's doing great. I, I went to her Christmas program yesterday, and uh, it was great. Uh, she did wonderful. She's in third grade. It was a different uh, grade. It was like the kindergarten kids. They were singing a song. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but, like, the kids just start getting ahead of the music a little bit, and it was, like, it was not somebody on the piano, so they couldn't, like, catch up, right? It was just, like, recorded music, and they just kept getting further and further ahead, and it was all of a sudden, like, five or six beats ahead, and, like, we're going off the train tracks here, and the principal runs over to the music and just cranks it, like, super, super loud, and the kids, it was like a a defibrillator, the kids just, like, shocked and, like, stopped for a second and then immediately got back right on time. It was great, you know. So kudos thought, to all the parents, I teachers out there. Say
0: that he just turned it off and <laughs> no, just like that, just go yeah. for
3: it. <laughs> that would work too. So anyhow, it's a, a fun time of year to have kids. And uh, anyhow, our our kids certainly keep us busy in our house.
1: Well, we we love your kids, uh, and, and I think the real moral of the story is I need to see if if Coco can help on the next campaign instead of you. That's I, I,
3: yeah, <laughs> she. She absolutely. Can.
1: <laughs> Well, it, it, this is a fun time of year. And we're, we're very excited. Uh, we've uh, we Our, our kids are, are all coming home for Christmas, which we're, we're kind mm. of excited about. We have three boys down at, at SUU. So it's, it's going to be strange to have the, the family all back together.
0: Yeah. Gav, our oldest, just got here the other day and um, he's engaged. So we're s- super excited about Cox Cox that. Yep. And he's going to be living with us until the wedding in March and then keeping uh, a very close eye on him I yes. like that yep, close. <laughs> yes, yep. <indeed. laughs> <That's good. laughs> so this is our last hurrah with Gav by himself as a single as my single kid You know
4: how many cameras there are around the mansion
0: <laughs> he's, he's my he this it's gonna be hard yeah like I I'm excited we are ecstatic and we absolutely love his fiance and she's amazing and just perfect for him I do have to say that it's like I'm having mixed feelings like
3: about her no <laughs> not at kidding, all just she's so she, she seems like
2: such a gem she's it is so fantastic. Fun, and it's so fun just briefly and seeing them together and stuff i mean obviously she lights up his eyes that's for sure yeah. so is
3: it just losing your yeah, your he's oldest my baby yeah.
0: he's my baby boy it's really hard that's hard
1: i cannot be more excited <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> none of this, yeah. this is great yeah. Yeah. this is great we're ready for the next phase uh, we're ready for the for the grandkid phase
0: yeah, it'll be fun. We, we're excited. So they'll, we'll kind of, this is our, maybe our last hoorah together is like just us and our kids. Um, there's the, I'm sure there'll be fiancés and whatnot. We have another one that's shortly to get engaged ad. And so we're, it's, it's happening, people! It's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, this is the time of year for us to all kind of reflect and, and think back and, and look at the different phases of our life. And we're all as friends in different phases: young kids, kids now, a little older, kids getting married. And it's uh, it's 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 pretty cool. We we live in a great place at, at a great time, and and uh, we've been we've been talking a lot about kids and kind of the cynicism in the world and and uh, where where young people are today. And and how they see so much of the negativity in the world as they doom scroll every morning and see all the terrible things that are happening. And there's kind of a hopelessness out there. And I know it's something that we talk about as friends and, and uh, something we're we're trying hard to push back against. And I think we all need to do a little better at that the hope, the joy of this season, um, that life is good. It's It's not all bad and it's not about all about to end. Well, and what's more hopeful than, you know, like... Gav
2: deciding to start a family, right? I yeah. mean, that, that's that's everything starts to change for in your outlook for the future too. When, when that first baby comes, you know. Um, so, uh, really excited uh, for you guys taking the next next leap. And and just to the broader point, it I think that we have to really check ourselves in in the way we talk about things. Like one of the recurring um, threads on this is with things like climate change. Um, there's so much out there that basically tells people like it's. It's done. It's game over. And th- that, that feeling doesn't really contribute to productive output. And so how can we talk about things as they are that are very serious, whether it's uh, what's happening with climate or in wars or in – disease stuff that we're fighting against or any of the number of ills that are out there in the world. But how do we maintain that, um, you know, bright light of hope that keeps us in a a productive mindset? It feels like
3: we've just gotten off balance in a society a a bit on that, haven't we? Yeah, my uh, last night we were coming back from a little Christmas program and my little nine year old uh, turned to her sister in the back of the car and said, "Uh, hey, Coco, what do you want to be when you grow up? uh, Because I know. And Coco said, I don't know. And then, of course, didn't ask her sister what she wanted to be (laughs) like any older sibling would do. And so my wife is listening and she pipes in from afar and says, you know, what do you want to be of And she says, I want to be a scientist and I want to discover a cure for cancer. And it was just so sweet. And, you know, she gets to do whatever she wants. And I'm sure maybe it'll change over time or whatever. But like that hopefulness of like Mm -hmm. wanting to make the world a better place. Right. And so if you're feeling that fear of whatever you mentioned, climate change or whatever else, like we need you to help solve those problems. And. To, to, the, to the broader point of, of this season, I just love getting together with my family. I think that's kind of the end point of it all. Whether you do big things or not, it kind of doesn't matter. It's just being around people you love and uh, trying to make the world a little bit better together.
0: Yeah, I think um, when we talk to our youth and when, whenever I'm around young people, um, that's when I, fear, when I feel the most hopeful because I, I feel like they're, they want to feel hopeful. Yeah, and and sometimes it's it's us that gets in the way. So I love that conversation, and I want to continue our amazing podcast and chat when we come right back. Welcome back to First Lady and Friends. We uh, cannot finish a podcast without talking about our beloved Utah Jazz. Uh, we were at a game the other day; it was amazing. Um, just love seeing the chemistry. We thought the team would all fall apart. Uh, yeah, we lost big pieces. Turns out,
2: added we didn't great need them. pieces. Added great <laughs> added pieces. Added some
0: great pieces that we all didn't know about yet, and we've had just a ball watching these guys. What are what are, what are our jazz takes and our thoughts?
2: I, I think this is where we um, spend a few minutes talking about Walker Kessler.
0: <laughs> I mean, rookie of the year,
2: Walker I, Texas Kessler. That's right. I mean, <laughs> it, it' tough at only fifteen minutes per game, but the numbers he's putting up per minute, wow yeah wow that is an exciting thing to see, and also it's just the feel you know the the feel that he has for the game that's exciting and to get all of that with all the draft packs draft picks that we have makes you wonder what uh what Danny
3: and crew are cooking up over there well and i I think that what I'm most concerned about is um I just don't want to see Danny trade all these guys, too, you know, and, and, and maybe that happens. But I just I love this team so much. And you mentioned Walker Kessler. I love watching him play. But it's just everybody. They play so well together. It's a selfless type of game. It's it's the way that basketball should be played. And you don't see it that often at the professional level. And, and the big hope
2: that you have is because, you know, obviously you make the moves that we have to, to be in a position to compete for a championship is can you bring talent into that that keeps that vibe? Yeah, because like you could actually bring talent and destroy that vibe and be worse off as a team for sure.
3: Well, and and clearly when they started the season, you know the thinking among fans was that's exactly what was going to happen, right? So we were going to be tanking and we're you know trying to get a high draft pick, and the team and the coach decided that's not the way we're going to do it, right? But but I do worry mid season if you start wheeling and dealing a little bit, um, it, it's probably pretty hard to maintain that. So anyway, I, I hope they keep it together, but. You know, in Danny, I trust. So uh, we'll we'll see. Well, it's it's been it's been unexpected.
1: And those are the best types, right? You have obviously very high expectations last year. Team underperforms, and not just underperforms, but even when they were performing, there was just a it wasn't lack of fun. Yeah, there was no joy, right, yeah. uh, amongst that team. You could tell that they uh, that something was wrong. The vibe, whatever it is, w- was off. Uh, this year, the complete opposite. Very low expectations, and significantly overachieving on those. And, uh, and and I agree. It's been fun to see some of these parts come together unexpectedly. Um, but I, the finisher, I, the, I, mean. the, I I'm big Lowry markin fan and, and and to see Mike Conley do his thing too yeah. which you know he's
2: had so much to contribute obviously an incredible NBA career but it feels like you know a new phase for him with the Jazz too
3: well yeah. and, and, and in this true leadership capacity you know obviously Mike coming in before it was it was Donovan and Rudy's team yeah. and so it was you know just a different place for him and just watching him take this team and, and lead them along. I, I love it. Uh, Malik Beasley, we don't talk about him that much. I love watching him oh, play. so fun. Jordan Clarkson in the starting role. And, and, and in a, a facilitating role, too. Yeah. So he's he's managed to sort of change the way that he plays in, in a way that enables the rest of the team. So it's just been a fun fun team to watch. Well,
1: and, and you see some guys who were, you know, uh, N.E.W., who was on the team last year, yeah. uh, and and didn't get much playing time, struggled a little bit, getting a little more. Fontecchio comes in. Uh, you get Fontecchio.
2: Our, our guy. What, what about Vando, though.
1: Yeah, Vanderbilt's been fantastic, and we we all liked Vanderbilt last year uh, right. a lot, and thought he was going to be something. And it's pretty amazing that they were they threw him into those trade. I mean, honestly, uh, and, and seeing what Kessler's doing, I mean, he's playing like year four of Rudy in Utah. You know, maybe yeah. not year five or six, but it, it took Rudy a couple of years, maybe year three. Uh, this early is is just insane. I don't think anybody saw that coming. The advanced metrics love Walker Kessler. There's no question. Um, but but I, I think there's one piece that that we we really have to talk about and that is a coach um yeah. who I, I don't know I th- I mean I think he's the coach of the year watching him pull those pieces together uh, and uh and and the, you know the all of the new pieces coming in really starting out with nothing and 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 forming it into this uh Kelly Olenek, who's been fantastic as as well uh, we kind of miss him now you realize yeah. how important he is now that he's he's injured but man I just I just just didn't see it coming, and it's it's fun to have fun again.
2: So the people that are close to Coach Hardy, the thing that they've said that it sticks with me, because like, once you hear it, I feel like you see it over and over again, is how comfortable he is in his own skin. That's really remarkable for a coach in his first year as a head coach, and as young as he is, both you know, as a person and, and in his career. But there was a story, I, I want to say yesterday or the day before, about how um, he was really liking his own defense that the team was running, and he came in at halftime. This is the game against the Pistons, I want to say, <clears throat> and said, "Hey, what defense do y'all want to run?" And the whole team said, "Man." <laughs> He's like, "Okay." <laughs> and and that again is that like confidence, comfort in your own skin, recognizing that you know the players are seeing things that you're not necessarily seeing, and and having that flexibility. I mean, I, I, it, it's an exciting kind of leadership that, of course, has got to be core to what we're seeing from this team.
0: Well, I was gonna say too that. um the humility mm-hmm. of him to be able to that, you know, of Coach Hardy to be able to like listen to his players, especially somebody like Mike Conley, who is like a year older than him, I believe. And like to be able to sit there and have these conversations where he and Mike are kind of co-coaching almost <laughs> like he has. I mean, it sounds like Mike has a lot to do with. How things are being run, and and I think again to your point about Mike being a leader, he's being able to step in as as yeah. that kind of leader, not only on the floor but off the floor, and you know in the locker room and things like that. Where I think that's a a really cool cohesiveness, and that takes a lot of humility on a part of of a coach to. To say, this guy's been in the league, he knows what he's doing, Um, I'm going to take my cues from him.
3: Well, especially a a first year, first time head coach where, you know, usually you're trying to put your imprint like this is my team, you know, and we're going to do it my way sort of thing. So even more, more respectful that way.
1: Well, uh, it is the end of the year. As well, we've been talking about Christmas, but this is this is it for 2022. The the last time we're going to get a chance to uh, to chat uh, at least publicly together before the uh, the end of the year. And so I'm I'm curious what we're looking forward to in 2023 or anything great in, in 2022 that that that, uh, that that changed your lives, made you excited. Uh, where 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 do we go from here, Abby? Do you want to start?
0: Sure. We're uh our show up team has been awesome thanks to Kirsten leading the charge. And um we have and I'll let Kirsten talk about a little bit more about this too. We had an amazing twenty twenty two. Um we had just incredible partners across the state that are doing things in each one of our focus areas and we've built partnerships and we've we've built a team and a and a cohesive group that is is working really well together and we we feel just, I feel personally so blessed um, to have gotten to know the people that we've, that we have and to work with the people that we have and to meet people. Many of you that have heard on the podcast, the amazing people that we've met, they've been on the podcast, they've told their individual stories and we've had an incredible time. Um, I will say, um, you know, there's a couple of things that we're looking forward to. Personally, I am, um, Special Olympics is always going to be the center of my of my heart. That's just you know in in the work that we're doing and hoping we'll see. Um, we're, we have a lot of events um, that are going to be centered around our unified sports. We will do some of the same events that we've done in the past, and um, you know I think I think looking back, probably the big one that that was the most impactful was the USA um, Games in Disney World, Florida. There's just there, that was just life changing for for us and our team, and it, it was just. It was, and for the kids that participated, it was it was really cool. Um, we're looking forward to to more adventures like that. Um, I don't know if we'll make it to the international games. We've talked about it. We'll see what happens. But we have some more events like that. We um, just have big things coming up um, in a lot of these areas. So, Kirsten, do you want to talk a little bit more about what we have going? Yeah. Twenty twenty three is just gonna be about showing
4: up some more. We show we showed up a lot in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three is also gonna be a lot of showing up. Uh to your point, Abby, I we have been so fortunate to work with like the best people in the state. Um as a actually this month I hit ten years with the state of Utah. That's kind of wild. I hadn't really thought about it. Um I have gotten to see so much of how things work, but never quite on the level that we have with show up as we have over the last almost two years now, Um, being sort of on this like, you know, symbolic ground level of things where we're getting to meet the people who are impacted by the things that like policymakers do. Right. And I am just more hopeful than ever because of the people who we've gotten to meet, both, you know, the people who are working to help and also the people who are you know needing the services um some of the foster families that we've met some of the foster children former foster youth who we have met and conversed with over the last year have changed my life just by simple interactions and so to have you know you and the governor and so many people on this team who care so much about getting to know things on that level has been just a really fun change i think for me in my career um 2023 is going to just bring so much more of the same we have like you said what's fun about 2023 for me as i think about like helping you to guide the organization is we we started at the very beginning of 2021 with this like blank page and we're like we don't know how to do a first ladies initiative i guess we're just going to figure this out. How do you start a 501c3? Like, how does this, how does this all work? And then it's been about learning and growing. And now I think we sort of just, we know who we are. We know what's important and we know what works and what doesn't a lot better. Still very much with, you know, learning and open hearts. Um, But 2023 is just, we're figuring out how to scale this work and figuring out how to better take advantage of um, the goodness of Utahns so that we can be more helpful.
0: Yeah, we we keep saying bigger and better next yeah. year. Everything is going to be bigger and better.
1: Owen.
2: You know, um, I feel really, like, fortunate and energized right now just with uh, tons to be grateful for going, in, going into the new year. So lots that I could talk about there. I wish I had more time in every day and – I kind of wish this time of life would last forever, but um, the thing that's been on my mind lately is uh, a nod to Coach Leach, Coach Mike uh, Leach, who, you know, of course, got his degree at BYU, um, played rugby there, studied under Lavelle Edwards, and then went on to have a storied career as a, a college football coach and a tremendous innovator. I mean, one of the most important innovating minds in college football, but he passed, you know, suddenly, and I'd say tragically, at the age of 61 recently, and reading All about the stories of Mike Mike Leach has been this great kind of reflective point during this holiday season for me going into next year. Like, you know, one, the courage to just do things different and be uh, comfortable with that. Like there's the story of his quarterback who who had played poorly and they were down 24 to 6 going into halftime. And the quarterback went in at halftime (laughs) and thought he was going to get reamed out and went by the coach's office. And Mike Leach was in there practicing his Spanish on Duolingo. (laughs) And... Quarterbacks were a little confused. And he said, look, they're not doing anything special. Just stay calm and go out there and win. Hey, with a little more colorful language than that. But that was his quote. And and that, you know, but he had that effect. And he on, did. And, and he did. And they went back and they won 35 to 31 in that game. And he had that effect on people of being like very, uh, you know, competitive and a winner uh, but realizing there was a lot more to life in this case than football. And I think, you know, in my case, a lot more to life than than the business that I'm doing that I love so much and you pour yourself into. So I want to take that, the spirit of that. And it's not just being different, but it's also just the way that he cared about people and spent time with people. There's story after story of that, of him taking extra time to get to know people and be genuinely curious and interested in them. And so you know, I think that's what will make 2023 really rich.
1: And I think that's one of your superpowers in 2022 as well, Johnny.
3: Uh, I, I I love all of that, and our, our our time here is coming to a close. I uh, Owen and I on the the walk in, we're just talking about this time of year. One one thing that I love about this time of year is is obviously more more time with family, which is which is a lot of fun. But also just a time to like think through things more deeply or differently than maybe other times of the year you know not not having the, to deal with the pressure of of an email inbox uh, in quite the same way or, or, or other things that that take up our day-to day and uh, honestly in, in some of my background I've had like big breakthroughs personally also professionally like during this time of year and so I, I think it's a, a healthy thing to remember that sometimes we do need to step back a little bit and and if you get a chance to, to think through things a little bit more deeply, you know, like a coach leech, uh, I, I think we ought to do that. So, anyway, that's something I'm looking forward to this year. I love it, and uh, I, I'm
1: hoping that you'll uh, continue to think more deeply about the winter solstice. <laughs> Which,
3: in eight minutes, the tilt we, will be precise. We are that, that <laughs> close.
1: In fact, I, I think we're going to end the podcast so we can go celebrate oh, man, the, it's the winter solstice so together. It's, it's really going to be great. Um, I, I hope to spend more time with uh, with my friends, with all of you. Uh, we, we, we live in an amazing state. I, I say that all the time. But but I, but I truly believe it. We'll have an opportunity this year uh, to serve as the the chair of the National Governors Association, the uh, the NBA All Star. Game is going to be here in, in Salt Lake City. Another cool opportunity for the state of Utah. There is just so much good going around. We have some problems, and we're going to work on solving those this year as well. But uh, but I love this time of year because it's a chance to look back, and I, I think history will look back on 2022 uh, with uh, with with positivity. I, I think it's 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 a better year, uh, a better year than last year. We're, we're moving in a positive direction, and uh, that that direction matters. And I'm I feel lucky to spend it with all of you. You. Abby, do you want to bring us home?
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, I love books, as you all know. And I just think we should end by saying either one book that we absolutely loved reading this year or one that we wished we had read or that we plan to read in 2023. <laughs> I'll start um, currently in the middle of uh, a book by Jeff Perlman. It's the last folk hero of uh, Bo Jackson's biography, it's it's really, I've been absolutely fascinated by it. So if you haven't read it, it's really interesting. He was an absolute, like, out of this world, like, otherworldly type of athlete that we haven't, I don't think, ever seen before and we probably won't ever see again. He just was just this person that could do unbelievable things like literally unbelievable there were people that couldn't they'd watch it and didn't believe what they were seeing um and then his whole journey with baseball and football i, I don't know i just i love athletics and i i think sports is fun so it was a great book John, everybody's looking got? up uh <laughs> their their audible
2: here to see what they've got and i'll just share that i've got um One that's on on my mind right now because I I just realized that I hadn't read the third of the trilogy yet. And it's um, a series about um, kind of the history of religion in our world and and, in human civilization. So uh, there's um, No God But God, which is about the kind of history and origins of Islam. And then there's Zealot, the life and times of Jesus of Nazareth, I want to say, or something like that. And then the last one is God, a human history. And and I don't want to say the author's name wrong. I think it's uh, Reza Arslan, but I could be pronouncing that wrong. But anyways, it's it's just uh, thoughtful work to kind of like round out your thinking about how how are we how have humans been answering these difficult questions of life throughout all of our you know phases. And so uh, yeah, I've, I read the first two and thought that they're really thought provoking, and I'm excited to get to the third here soon.
3: Uh, So I just picked up a book. I got it in the mail. Um, My wife's asking why I'm buying myself Christmas presents, but you know, whatever. (laughs) I just got it in the mail this week. But uh, it's uh, a new book uh, by Patrick Mason. Uh, I think some of you are familiar with him, but uh, Restoration God's Call of the 21st Century. I'm not like a super churchy guy, but uh, I do love uh, Patrick Mason's work. And so I'm excited to, to dig into that one.
1: Yeah. Patrick's fantastic. He has a great podcast that you should all check out as well. Kirsten?
4: Uh, mine's not very touchy-feely like y'all. <laughs> I just finished yesterday the book, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Fascinating. Um, as at, We're kind of at like a transition point when, uh, with our own family's finances. And I am sort of starting to like the ideas of learning how to invest differently. And so back that was, back yeah, back I, 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 I got to admit, I think <laughs> that was probably the start of it. It was like, oh, there's a lot more here than I thought. And I was really bad at that one thing. Anyway, it's a fascinating read. It's really quick and it was really practical, right? A lot of like really interesting practical tips for today and how families can think about money differently in order to benefit you. A lot of really simple lessons like this is why it's important to save or this is how. Um, But really nice and thought provoking for like me and my husband to be able to kind of have those kinds of conversations going into the new year about what we might do differently or better.
3: Yeah, That's a great book. I've read that book. I, I love it. Yeah.
1: I, I, can't, uh, I, I can't wait. It sounds like a great book and, and one I need to read. All of these, this is one of our favorite things is to hear what other people are reading. Uh, I, I will tell you when I interview, uh, so w- one of the things I do a lot of is appoint judges. Um, most people don't realize that governors appoint judges in our state, and I've appointed several, and have several more coming. And, um, one of the last things I ask every, uh, well, just about every judicial, uh, nominee is, what, what are you reading right now? I, I think it's a kind of an insight into your world and your soul and kind of who you are. Um, there are a couple, usually, you know, I, it doesn't weigh that heavily, but once in a while there are a couple of people and I'm like, yeah, well, um, may- maybe not you after like after, after the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Hey, I love the Hunger Games. It's fine, it's fine. It's just, uh, uh, but but reading is so important. Um, somebody asked me what my nightstand looked like, and I may have to take a picture and and tweet it out. I've got I I think I've got like eight books on my nightstand. I'm either reading, rereading, uh, you know, skimming. Uh, they're they're all there, and I, I'm sure you have nightstands like that. Uh, I have one that somebody just gave me. And I started reading it on, on our trip. And uh, it's, it's fascinating. And, and of course, that's, that means that uh, my, my team's going to have to read it. We have a book club with our, our senior staff and our cabinet. And uh, so they're always wondering what I'm reading because it usually means I'm going to make them read it. Uh, but, but this one is called Stolen Focus by, uh, I think it's Johan Hari. Um, and uh, it's, uh, the, the subtitle is Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again. And uh, it, it's about kind of social media and cell phones, but it's a lot more than that, how they're rewiring our brains, how um, we really struggle. Um, sadly, I had a hard time kind of focusing on the, <laughs> the book, uh, which is part of the problem. But how to get back into flow state um, and, and, and how detrimental this is to our, our kind of emotional selves. Uh, we, uh, we, we didn't talk. We'll have to come back on the pod. Sometimes to talk about our, our trip into the U.S. that uh, the, the guys took, uh, but that was the first time in a long time I, I hadn't had my cell phone on and kind of constantly within my grasp and looking at it, and 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 how our um, our inability to focus more than a few minutes at a time without distracting ourselves, and how different and dangerous that is. Well, there's a lot of content there around the Law of the Mountain. Uh,
3: I was going there, by. too. I was going <laughs> <Yeah>. there, too. <laughs> for just those few
1: short days. People are just going to have to <laughs> hang on the edge of their seat that's the <laughs> more about the Law of the Mountain. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, that's, that's my latest read, and, and we appreciate you sharing yours.
0: Thank you so much for being on the pod, guys. Uh, come back anytime you want to. We, we loved having you, and I know the listeners love having
2: you.
1: Happy anniversary. Yes, congratulations. Thank Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.